January 8, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, through chapter 7, verse 14. So I tell you, don't worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food, drink, and clothes. Doesn't life consist of more than food and clothing? Look at the birds. They don't need to plant or harvest or put food in barns, because your Heavenly Father feeds them, and you are far more valuable to Him than they are. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Of course not. And why worry about your clothes? Look at the lilies and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for flowers that are here today and gone tomorrow, won't he more surely care for you? You have so little faith. So don't worry about having enough food or drink or clothing. Why be like the pagans who are so deeply concerned about these things? Your Heavenly Father already knows all your needs and He will give you all you need from day to day if you live for Him and make the kingdom of God your primary concern. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Stop judging others, and you will not be judged. For others will treat you as you treat them. Whatever measure you use in judging others, it will be used to measure how you are judged. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying, Let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite! First, get rid of the log from your own eye. Then perhaps you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Don't give what is holy to unholy people. Don't give pearls to swine. They will trample the pearls, then turn and attack you. Keep on asking, and you will be given what you ask for. Keep on looking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And the door is opened to everyone who knocks. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. If you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? Do for others what you would like them to do for you. This is a summary of all that is taught in the Law and the Prophets. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide for the many who choose the easy way. But the gateway to life is small, and the road is narrow, and only a few ever find it. This week's Bible Meditation, Isaiah 40, 31. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. 
They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. said last time that the fight for joy is mainly a fight to see because that corresponds from our side to God's purpose to display his glory and when you see the glory of God with the eyes of your heart there is a taste that happens in fact when the psalm says taste and see taste and see that's a remarkable juxtaposition isn't it the god of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God. The devil's main business is to keep you from seeing glory in the gospel. The gospel is the gospel of the glory of Christ. When you look at the cross or when you read the story of the life and death and resurrection of Jesus and all of its interpretation in the Bible, what it, what must happen is that something in your heart perceives, apprehends gloriousness. I saw glory in the gospel with the eyes of my heart. So that's where we ended last time that the battle for joy is the battle to keep on seeing glory. More than you find glory in food, more than you find glory in relationships, more than you find glory in creation, you find glory in Christ through the gospel. Your words were found and I ate them. and your words became a joy and the delight of my heart for i am called by your name jeremiah 15:16 in all your reading of the bible focus on the centrality of god and especially christ in other words have a a goal in reading the bible to say i want to see god i want to see christ i don't want to just get stuck on the genealogies or the five smooth stones or whatever five loaves and two fish i want to know something about christ from this event something about god from this event because it's seeing the glory of god that is the fire of our joy preach to yourself the promises of god just let your mind start running through the bible He pursues you with goodness and mercy. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Great is your reward in heaven. 
He will complete the work in you that He has begun. My God will supply all your needs according to His riches and glory. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All things will work together for my good. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. Just let the, let the promises pour out of your mouth to your own soul. Preach to yourself the gospel every day. The cross-based, blood-bought promises of God every day. Psalm 8, verses 1 through 9. The universe is vast and full of grandeur. So why should God pay any attention to weak and insignificant men and women? But He does. He can use the weakness of babes to reveal His great strength and to defeat the enemy, the way David defeated Goliath. If He can use infants, surely He can use anybody. You are important because God made you in His image. Well, sin, of course, has marred that image. But in Jesus Christ, that image can be restored. You're important because God has shared His dominion with you. Man lost that dominion when he sinned. But Jesus Christ has regained it. Can you think of occasions when Jesus Christ proved that He had dominion over beasts, birds, and fish? Yes, you are important to God, and He has a purpose for you to fulfill. He wants you to reign in life through His Son, for you are enthroned in the heavenlies with Him. Why live like a slave when you can live like a sovereign? Psalm chapter 8, verses 1 through 9. The choir director, Psalm of David. To be accompanied by a stringed instrument. O Lord, our Lord, the majesty of your name fills the earth. Your glory is higher than the heavens. You have taught children and nursing infants to give you praise. They silence your enemies who are seeking revenge. When I look at the night sky and see the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars you have set in place, what are mortals that you should think of us, mere humans that you should care for us? For you made us only a little lower than God, and you crowned us with glory and honor. You put us in charge of everything you made, giving us authority over all things, the sheep and the cattle, and all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, the fish in the sea, and everything that swims the ocean currents. O Lord, our Lord, the majesty of your name fills the earth. Proverbs chapter 2, verses 6 through 15. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of good sense to the godly. He is their shield, protecting those who walk with integrity. He guards the paths of justice and protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right, just, and fair and you will know how to find the right course of action every time. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will fill you with joy. 
Wise planning will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. Wisdom will save you from evil people, from those whose speech is corrupt. These people turn from right ways to walk down dark and evil paths. They rejoice in doing wrong, and they enjoy evil as it turns things upside down. What they do is crooked, and their ways are wrong. Thank you.